welcome to this podcast from Christchurch Blackpool. For more information, please visit ccblackpool.co.uk. Hi there everyone, this is Andy from Wellington in Somerset, way down south. Wanted to uh, check in and send uh, our love to you guys. Um, I was, um, I've, you know, we really enjoyed meeting with uh, Ben and Julian every week and finding out what God's doing amongst you. He certainly is doing a new thing and uh, it's a privilege just to meet with your leaders and uh, with their lovely wives of course Jen and Andrea uh, and we believe that God is going to do some great things in Blackpool in the days to come. Um, I was uh, listening to Ben talking the other day in his series Meals with God <laughs> and at the same time uh, our windows were open and I could smell a lovely uh, fragrance of a barbecue coming through and uh, it reminded me of a barbecue that Jesus had uh, and uh, I expect he was good at doing barbecues. This was a beach barbecue and um, uh, it was after his resurrection and the disciples had been um, fishing all night and uh, getting nowhere, getting no fish and, and he called out to them, put the nets on the other side. Well they did this and guess what? Yeah, they were successful and uh, a great haul of fish were brought in uh, and they had to struggle to get the fish on board. But because they realised as soon as that happened that this was Jesus on the shore calling to them. And Peter said, well, cheers, guys, and left them to it. He jumped into the water, leaving them to do all the hard work of getting the fish on board. He, he just wanted to be with Jesus. Uh, and um, it's wonderful, really. There's Jesus. He's... Uh, He's died for us. He's saved us. He's um, he's uh, risen from the dead. Um, what a mighty saviour! Uh, really, you would think he's the person who should have breakfast cooked for him, but no way. Or, or even he should have a, a a state presence in the capital with the religious and political leaders uh, serving him. But no, there he is on the beach, wanting to care for his disciples, especially wanting a time to encourage his dear friend Peter. Um, let's eavesdrop on some of the conversation because uh, they all got around Jesus, enjoyed the fish barbecue. Uh, and in John 21, we, we read this. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, we understand the graciousness of Jesus giving Peter the opportunity to express that he loved Jesus in the light of, obviously, Peter's denial three times of not knowing him. Uh, and yet, there's something more significant here. Every time... Peter affirms his love for Jesus. Jesus calls him 
to demonstrate that love. You see, love is a doing word. It's action. You know, Peter says, I love you. So Jesus says, well, feed my lambs. Well, that doesn't mean giving grass to young lambs. It, it means speaking to young Christians, young members of a church, the new church that's <laughs> inaugurated by Jesus. It means feeding them God's word, giving them words from scripture, words of encouragement, words of Jesus. Peter says, I love you. And Jesus said, well, take care of my sheep. Take care of the members of my church. Third time, do you love me? Yes, I do love you. And he says, feed my sheep. See, Jesus is saying to us today, do you love me? And he's looking for a response that is practical, is expressed in caring. He's saying, just don't give me words. Show me. Love the members of my family, says Jesus. Love, love my church. Love them by being there, by caring for them, by reminding them of what I've said, by, by teaching them God's word. As lockdown ends and we come into a, what will be, I suppose, a, a new normal, whatever that will look like, it's sad when you see that some Christians have chosen this time to become quite lazy and isolated and self-indulgent. We know others, of course, who've, who've been hurt in church situations and they seem to, to lock themselves away. But it's clear from what Jesus is saying here and from many other passages, that you can't be an active, true follower of Jesus unless you're an active member of his local church, wherever that locality is. I put down in my notes here, a Christian in isolation it's like a violinist who's great at playing the violin, but he was meant to be playing it in an orchestra. Or it's like a footballer who's got great skills, but he's meant to be actually part of a team and scoring goals or stopping goals being scored. Or, or if you put it this way, it's like an orphan, really. You're part of a family, but if you're shutting yourself away, you're isolated like an orphan. And how on earth can anybody fulfil all the commands in the New Testament about one anotherings. I've just got a few here. It says, bear with one another, submit to one another, encourage one another. Well, how can you do that if you're not even meeting with people? It says, show hospitality to one another, forgive one another. Well, you need to be close enough to someone to forgive them. Be kind to one another. And kindness isn't just a nice feeling. It's an action. You've been thinking about someone and wanting to express a kindness to them in action. Carry one another's burden, uh, exhort one another, care for one another. There's many, many more here. We know that Jesus loves the local church because Paul says he, he bought it with his own blood. Terry Virgo, in his book, A People Prepared, writes this. We tend to think that although Christ loves the worldwide church, local churches have no special place in his affection. But the first three chapters of the book of Revelation show Jesus not as one vaguely in the midst of the church, but walking among the individual lampstands. He knows each local church intimately. He knows Christ Church Blackpool intimately. He commends one and he warns another. He notes steadfastness here and apathy there. 
each is an open book to him. His longing for a bride is seen in his concern and ambition for each congregation. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. She is his special delight in all the universe. She is his joy, his preoccupation, his passion, his darling bride. In all creation, one thing fills the heart of Christ. It's his beloved church. Now we need to rediscover the incredible value and significance of the local church in God's plan of perspective. She's not to be ignored and despised. She's to be honoured and cherished. Each lampstand is not plastic, but it's golden, of peerless worth to Christ. <laughs> you see, if we love Jesus, we will want to please him. We'll start to care about the things that he cares about. And one of the things that he cares most about is your church. It's his church. And that's why he cares about it. Can I say, well done everyone in Christ Church Blackpool who's praying for the church to grow and develop and reach out to the community about her. Everyone who's practically serving in Christ Church Blackpool actually honours Jesus and is, is expressing to him that you love him because he loves the church. He also said this, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Matthew 25. See, as we care, encourage, and serve Jesus' family in the smallest ways. We are caring for and serving him. <laughs> Indeed, some of the small things have the highest reward. Jesus says, whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Wow, you're just giving a cup of water to a fellow church member is going to bring a reward. How much more will be the reward for those who love and care and pray and lay their lives down for their brothers and sisters in the local church? So there we are. Jesus is asking each of us today, do you love me? Now, if it's the answer is yes, you know what to do. Just go to it and make Jesus smile. Thank you for listening. For more information, downloads and podcasts, please visit ccblackpool.co.uk.